It's times like that when we fix our eyes on who our God is, that we are reminded that we can do all things because of who he is. That it doesn't matter what we may be going through in our lives, whether on the mountain or in the valley, he is the God of the mountains and of the valleys, that he is still God with us. I love the story where Jesus asked his disciples, who are they saying I am? Who are they saying I am? And the disciples answered, well, some are saying you're a prophet and some are saying you're a well-known teacher and a skilled person. And, and Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, well, who do you say I am? And Peter looks at him and says, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. When people ask us, who is Jesus? Let us never forget who he is. That he is the one who makes the way for us because he is the way. That there's no promise that he will ever break. That there's never a darkness too dark that he cannot shine through. Because he is who he says he is. As Lord, tonight, as we open our hearts to you, Lord, we are in awe and wonder because of who you are, Lord. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Lord, when we sing that, when we declare that that is who you are, it's more than words. It's all of us, our entire being, proclaiming that our God is exactly who he says he is. It's in you that we build our faith in and faith on. It's you that remains our hope. It's you that continues to love us and show us how to love each other. It's you, Lord. You're the only one worthy of our praise. And so, Lord, we do so tonight. Lord, what's so amazing is that your heart continues to long for each and every one of us. And so, Lord, as we continue as part of worship, Lord, we also want to pray over our tithes and offerings. And this might be your first time to Wednesday night and, or maybe New Hope. And if that's you, don't feel obligated to give. In fact, receive the service to help you in your, in your walk with the Lord. What's so amazing, Lord, is that you allow us to partner with you to reaching people far from you. And what a joy that is. Because your heart is that none shall perish, that all would come to know who you are. That just like how we sang tonight, they would proclaim that is who you are. So we pray over our tithes and offerings, Lord. We pray that you would reach the hearts of your people. And for those who are giving unto you, Lord, we give with cheerful hearts, knowing how much you love each and every one of us. And thank you for allowing us to be part of your plan to reaching people. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we continue to look forward to what you're going to do because of who you are. We pray for all of this in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen, amen. Woo! Well, welcome to New Hope Church. We are so glad you are joining us. For those of you who are live here, before you have a seat, would you just turn to somebody and just give them a hug, give them a high five, give them a handshake, throw shakas. For those of you online, we're so glad you're joining us as well. Go ahead and greet each other in the chat. Because
we do want to say thank you to all of our volunteers who are on camera right now, our, our volunteers who are on sound upstairs, our worship team. Can we say thank you to our worship team also, always leading us in that kind of way. And if this is your first time to our Wednesday night service, we want to welcome you. If you were here earlier and you were able to eat dinner, you're settled, you feel good, that's a great thing because we get to eat before we get to eat the Word of God. So we get to be filled physically as well as spiritually, and that's the whole point of why we're here. We're here because of God. Now, some of us have a relationship with God. Some of us have a, a growing relationship, like in the beginning stages, so you're getting to know a little bit about God. Uh, some of us, we don't really know God yet, a little skeptical. Sometimes we, we see things or we read things, and then we say, I don't, I don't know about this God thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can give my life to him. And so we're a little bit more reserved. But here's what's so great about God. He receives us at any stage of our life and maturity with him. Because he's already good. So in his goodness, in his grace, you don't need to behave in such a way that God would say, oh, now I welcome you. We do that with each other, and we, we live in a world that says, if you act a certain way, I'm going to receive you. If you act a certain way and I don't like it, you're not coming into my house. Like, that's how we feel about relationships and attitude and, and how people are and character. But when it comes to God, He can handle us at any stage of life. And whenever we look at our relationship with God, sometimes we think of it as the kind of relationship that we have with one another, forgetting that God's grace and his forgiveness and his love is different than what we're used to here on this earth. So when we develop this relationship with God, there's a lot more to it than just what we see in each other. And being with God is one thing. Knowing God is another thing. Knowing about God, that's also different. Because when we're with God, things change. You want to you wanna develop a relationship with God not just know about God. Being with someone and knowing about someone are two different things. In fact, there was, a, there was a flight that I was supposed to be on, and this was, I don't know, maybe six to eight years ago. I can't remember the time frame. All I remember was it was in uh, Sri Lanka. So I did a, it was an anniversary for one of our four square churches in Sri Lanka. What I forgot was Earlier that year, there were four bombings in Sri Lanka. They were supposed, they were going to target churches, which they did, but the churches were empty at that time because of a particular day that they were doing it on and, and something took place. So they did it at hotels. So I, I, I'm in Sri Lanka, and so we have our celebration uh, with our four square churches. Then I had to come back home, and we had to stop off, I think, in, in Thailand and Korea, and then another. Uh, leg to come back to Hawaii and it was so tight in traveling that there could be no delays zero delays so I, I think I was in Korea and the airport is packed and by the time we land and I get into the place where I, I need to check in I have probably around 17 minutes and I'm, and I'm unfamiliar with the airport so when I get into that place all I see are heads of people. And I'm thinking, this better not be TSA. This, this better not be the line to go in. And I have no idea where to go. 
And so I'm trying to figure out, how do I get to my gate? So I'm looking at my ticket, and I see what gate I'm at, and I look through the glass windows, and that's my gate. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm right here. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I get in? And then there's a door that says, do not enter. And so I'm thinking, can I enter a do not enter door in a foreign country? No, you do not do that. So I was like, okay, I can't go through. And it was locked because I checked, just in case. That's, that's, my, that's, that's, that's the Waimanalo in me. I grew up on a while. So I, I, I thought, okay, I can't. But just in case, I couldn't. I, I knew another way. But I, so I left that. So I'm looking for the gates. And then I, I turn another corner. And then I see the line that is going toward the gate that I need to get into. By this time, it's close to the plane taking off. They've already boarded. And now I'm thinking, I can't miss my flight. Because if I miss my flight, I miss all of my flights. And now where I'm just going to hang out at the airport, and i got to figure these things out, and I'm in a foreign country. Another person was trying to get on the airplane, and she was an older woman, and she's trying to talk to the person, and, and they're saying, no, you have to stand in line. She goes, but my plane is taking off. And they say th- then, then they said this, your plane will not take off without you. <laughs> I was like, we have that much power? Like, oh, we're going to take off. Is Sheldon here? No, we can't take off. We got to wait. We, two, two hours we waited, we can wait. So I'm thinking, how, they're going to take off. So I'm asking the lady, I said, are you on this same flight? She goes, yes. I'm like, I can't get in. She goes, I can't either. And, and so people around us are like, oh, are you, are you on the next flight? We're like, yeah, but, and there are hundreds of people we got to get through. So I, I almost felt like, what if I just run? And just like hop over the, the, the thingy. And, and, but then I'm thinking, no, I saw that in movies. They get arrested and thrown in prison. And then they start slapping you around and you're under the light. And what is her name? So I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so this lady is going through. And I think she was talking to someone else. And finally, this lady comes to her and says, oh, uh, I can take you through the line. And she worked there. So the lady starts going. And she turns around. She looks at me. I'm like, what about me? And so the the lady who was working there she's pulling this lady she looks at her and she goes and she looks at me and she goes are you guys together and the lady looks at me i'm like yeah we are that's my auntie you're my auntie so i went in with her and and we got in we had to run in there i'm full sweating run in there and and i I got to go on my seat because auntie i was with auntie i was with auntie when you're with someone, it can work out for the good. It can work out for the good when you're with someone. So some of you know my wife, Heidi. Uh, we've been married for 31, two years. Well, we're going on two years, 32 years. Is 32? 31. <laughs> I think it's 31. All I know is I'm overshooting because I love her so much. <laughs> 1992, 31 years we're going to make. So she kept her maiden name. It's hyphenated. Uh, I was 19, she was 20. So when we got married, she kept her hyphenated name. So it's Kaehui Laksina. And I never thought of it back then when she kept her last name because I didn't even know. We just signed the marriage certificate. And then later on, I'm like, how come your last name is so long when you sign? She goes, oh, I kept my last name. You kept your last name? She goes, no, but I have yours. It's just hyphenated. I was like, why? Like, what, just in case? She's like, well, no. I, I mean, <laughs> I was like, hmm. So I tease her every time she signs because it's like Heidi, Kaihui, with the Okina, dash, lock scene. I'm like, bro, the bank closed already. You're taking so long. <laughs> so we're traveling again, and we have to get on the shuttle 
And there's a long line of people. And we're like, we got to get to the airport. And uh, again, flight times. And I don't know. We weren't in Hawaii. We were somewhere else. But there was a, a guy from Hawaii working. He was driving the, the shuttle. So he's reading off the names. Uh, Preston's. Preston's. And oh, Preston's. It's okay. Come. And then they, they go on the, on the shuttle. And he's looking. He said, Thompson's. And Thompson's. And Thompson's come up. He looks down the list. And he goes down. He's like, hey. He's like, Kaihui. Heidi's like, oh, that's me. He's like, oh, Kaihui. Hey, yeah, jump on, sister. I was like, oh, yeah, that's me too. I... <laughs> we, we, we together. Because hyphenated. So the hyphenation to the Laksina, like, I'm going too. And he's like, yeah, brother, you can come on too. I was like, what do you mean come on too? That's my wife. <laughs> we're, we're together. So the, so the Kaihui can work sometimes, right? So it's the with. It's the with. In this case, it works well. So it's with. So when you're with someone that has that kind of right, connection, it's good to be with them. Now, there are sometimes you don't want to be affiliated with someone. Like when they're getting all crazy and, you know, they get arrested and you're like, you guys together? It's like, I don't know who that. So it's, there's times when you want to be with people and then there's times you don't want to be affiliated with people. But that word with makes a big difference when it comes to relational value. That word with. And if you think about it, when, when the prophetic word was given about Jesus coming into this world, he was to be called Emmanuel, which means... God with us. That word with in a relationship means a lot because that means you're with. There's an accompanying. There's a togetherness. You're, you're with one another. And great things can happen when you're with one another. There's just that connection. Many people have heard of God. Many people have known about God or they study God, very few people are with God. Very few. Even tonight, as we go through being with God, we're going to find that, wait, am I, am I really with God? Or do I just know about God? Because there is a difference between hearing about God and being with God. Hearing about God is informational. But, but being with God is relational. There's a relational connection. Neurotheologist Jim Wilder, he, and that, that, that phrase, neurotheology, is kind of like a new phrase of, of neuroscience and theology, the study of the brain and the study of God or di- the divine, the studying of, of religion. But neurotheology is all about understanding the connection of the brain, how God designed us, and God himself. And what neurotheology is looking at is the more we learn about the brain, the more we learn that God, or the brain, is designed to connect to God. And we are, we are learning more about the brain in the past probably 15 years than forever because of technology and, and science. But Jim Wilder, he explains it this way in an article I was reading. He says, The essential idea behind neurotheology is that the brain is designed for attachment to God and works best when we are in loving relationship with Him. The good news is that we become like those whom we love. 
So if our primary attachment is to God, then we'll become more like him. Our primary attachment. Not secondary, but primary attachment. Because we become more like the people that we hang out with. You notice that? We, we, we tend to do the same things. We like the same things. We almost like, like the same songs or we, we have the same behavioral patterns because we like being with these people. That's what neurotheology explains. It's the, it's the intersecting of the brain, the brain science and, and theology and understanding that we're wired in this kind of way. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 that prophetic word, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When that word was given, that was thousands of years, hundreds of years before Christ was born. So for the Israelites at that time to understand God with us, was, was, it had to be a learned thing because they understood God to be exterior rather than near. And that name Emmanuel which is that prophetic name of, of the Messiah, the Christ, the one that would be born of the virgin, that he would be called God with us, or with us is God. Kind of has that same word play to it, that with us is God. It means, that word with means to be accompanied by or accompanying. That, that he's, he's with us and us with God. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, a man by the name of Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Imagine that, that God enjoyed this relationship with Enoch so much because he walked faithfully with God that God was like, "Ah, just come with me. And he was no more. That's in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis. But look at the New Testament in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The disciples, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, these are the people, they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Like they were uneducated. In other words, they didn't have the smarts. They, they didn't sound eloquent. They didn't sound uh, theologically correct. They didn't have seminary school backing them up or a degree. Not saying that that's a bad thing. That's great. But they did recognize them as being with Jesus. It's like something took place in their lives because they were with Jesus. Not just knowing about God or knowing about the Christ or the Messiah, but they were with Jesus. It's like you take on certain habits when you're with someone for an extended amount of time so the question is how do we how can we adjust our mindset to be with god than just knowing about god and sometimes it's scary because we don't think that god wants to be with us and so we're a little distant from god but he wants to know us he wants us to know him he already knows everything about us Being with God is so relational, which leads to transformation, life transformation. Just hearing about God is informational that even atheists got this down. But we want to learn about God, not just so that we know about God, but so that we can be with him. So here's the first thing. Choose to be with God. It's a choice. It's a choice. There are some people you have to be around. 
And then there are some people you want to be around. And then there are some people you choose to be around. You just love being around them. It's almost like you get to be around them. It's like a privilege and an honor. That's being with God. We choose to be with him because we want to be with him, because we love him. And it's a genuine relationship with him. Did you know that one-third of our brain develops after we're born? One-third of our brain develops after we're born. And we keep developing that. I know some of you are thinking, brah, my friend, never developed yet. <laughs> Might be still developing. And normally by the age 24, 25, our prefrontal cortex gets fully developed. So with that brain activity and, and as our brain develops, our, our connectivity with other people is also greatly affected with relational experiences because that's how our brain grows. It's through relational experiences which results in joy. It, it results in being happy with another person because you're growing in an experienced relationship. And as our brains are being developed and we're growing in that relationship, then there's, there's joy because there's life experience that is attached to it. And it's different than just being happy. There's, there's, a, there's a connection. And there's a connection that, that, that comes with how we're designed in our brain. My grandchildren, I have three grand, grandsons, they, they love when I take them to the red store. Can any of you guess what the red store is? Target. I didn't know that. Like, Papa, we want to go to the red store. I'm like, the red store? I'm like, what, what store is colored red? I'm like, can it be Ross? That's blue. Like, what is red? I'm like, red? They're like, yeah, red. The one at the Target on, uh, oh, Target. The one at the Target. This is called Target. Yeah, the red store. I'm like, whatever. So we go to Target, the red store, and they just love hanging out in there. And then one of my grandchildren, they're like, hey, Papa, can I, can I get one of these cards? It's points for like some game that they have, right? It's points. I'm like, well, how much is that? They're like, it's $10. And then there's a $30 one, but there's also the $80 one. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, boy, what is that for? They said, it's, it's points. I think it's called V-Bucks, right, for Fortnite or something. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy that. Like $10, I don't... I don't have $10 on me. They're like, do you have a credit card? I'm like, what? what are you, who's teaching you this stuff? I was like, I don't even have my card. I don't have my credit. I, I got to ask Gigi. Heidi, we call, they call Heidi Gigi. I'm like, I, got, I ain't going to charge something. And Gigi be like, what are you buying them? And I don't have answers. No, we got to discuss this. They said, do you use PayPal? I'm like, what? <laughs> PayPal? Yeah, or you can Venmo. I was like, y'all getting lickings when you get in the car. How do you know these things? But they like being with me. Here's why. Because they can get stuff. So I bought them two cards. <laughs> I bought them two cards. And it wasn't the, 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 the $10 one. And it wasn't the $80 one. It was the middle one. Because, you know, that's not. And then I explained to Heidi what happened. It was their... You know, I just wanted something from Papa. And I spent time with them. And then, you know, the whole sad story. And then, yeah. And I had to work on side job just to pay her back. And it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. She was happy. But they love being with Papa, with Gigi. They love being with Gigi. They love being with her because she treats them well. They call it Heidi's Kitchen. So she makes them stuff food and pudding and dessert they like being with Gigi 
And it's not because she just gives them things. They do things together. They like being with us. That relational connection is how God designed us. Sometimes you just like being with someone. There's a thing called mutual mind. Mutual mind, and in, in, I'll, I'll just try to break it down so that I can understand. So mutual mind is like when you connect with someone. It's just a connection. It's not, it's not uh, like an attraction, a physical attraction at all. It's just a connection. Sometimes it's just two friends who get along very well, and it's like, wow, we just connect. Or like in that movie with the princesses, it's like you finish each other's sandwiches. Sentences. So there's just that neural connection. There's a, there's a real thing that takes place. And God gave us this thing called mirror, mirror neurons. So that when we, they're mirror neurons so that when we see something good, we feel good. We feel good about ourselves because someone did something good. And it's almost like we mirror what they felt. And sometimes it'll even bring a smile to our faces. That's why you know when someone is texting someone they are really good friends with or maybe their loved one or their spouse because they're smiling. It's, it's, they're happy because of these things. And that's that connection. And when you have that kind of connection, the brain is similar. It's like you're on the same page. So there's neurochemistry that takes place too. The same type of dopamine that is released in your system is released in that other person's system at the same time. So there's just this neural connection. And God designed us this way for connection and friendship. And that, that connection is how we are with one another. He designed us that way. And so when we choose to be with God, we're choosing to be with God even in that kind of connective way. That we have that mutual mind with God. That we start thinking like Him. We start connecting with Him. And at the same time, we know when we're disconnected from Him. And we feel it. The chemicals in our body changes. We feel a, a neural disconnect. We may not know what it is, but we know what it feels like. And we feel distant from God. We may label it and name it as guilt, shame. We may label it as, as uh, just distant or unworthy. And we'll name it in those ways, but basically it's just a, a disconnect. And sometimes sin does that. Sometimes our own judgment on ourselves does that. And sometimes we judge ourselves more than other people do. And so we're disconnected from God. So here's what we're going to do. The second thing is to grow in our identity with Jesus. And the reason why Jesus is because Jesus is that, the, the, he's the relational part of God with compassion, right? The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is the emotional part. He's, that, he, he's, he's the connection of, of emotion. He understands us. Because he came in human form, being all God, so that he could understand, and we can understand that he understands what we go through. He understands it. He was tempted in every way that we would be tempted, yet he did not sin. So he understands what we go through. So now when we, when we grow in our identity with him, that identity in Jesus Christ is not, it's not formed by what we do and who surrounds us and the, the, the perfect things we do or if we behave, it's formed in Christ. 
that he's our identity. And when we grow in our identity with Jesus, no one can take that away from us. Growing in our identity in Christ through this mutual mind state allows us to become more like him. And people change through joy, not knowledge. And, and with healthy love attachments. That's how we grow in our relationship and identity with Jesus Christ. We share a mutual mind state with Christ, with others, when we're tracking with them, when we're tracking with him, and then we're able to be on the same page and we can understand each other, we can understand Christ because we're all in Christ together because we're the body of Christ. So we're connecting with him. That identity part of us, we lose that in the world, especially today as our children grow up. The world is telling them how they should be. They're telling them how they should be. They're saying, this is your identity. And if you feel like this, then you should be that. And no, 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 nobody should say anything. They make the decision. A four-year-old? An eight-year-old? A 12-year-old? They're making the decision of who they're going to be as their identity? There's only one person who can really tell us our true identity, and it is God himself. He knows us better than anyone else. So we go to him for our identity. We go to Christ for our identity because he knows us the best. And sometimes we identify more with the world than we identify with Christ because we don't know any better. But that's why we draw near to him. Now you, you can tell when someone is from Hawaii and not from Hawaii, not by the way they look because sometimes people from the mainland, they can look local, right? They look local. Or people from around the world, they look local because we're a mixed pot of, of ethnicities here in Hawaii. So we, we kind of, there's no one look to people in Hawaii. We all have, have different looks. But you can tell very, very easily who's from Hawaii by how they shaka. See, that's born and raised. Like, who shakas like this? Right? Like, really tight and, hey, guys. Right? That's, that's, that's not, this, this is not, this is not. But if you see somebody, like, like it didn't even have the same shape. It's just, like, sometimes you don't even have to throw up the shocker. You're just like, so it's, it's, like, a, it's like a telepathy shock. It's like, sometimes the hand go up, like, real low. The cameras kind of catch this. But it's like, and your hand, it flinches a little bit. Like, the pinky goes up. It's like, oh, kill kaha. So it's, you have the little, the flinches. But if you see it, like a good friend from a long time ago passing by, it's like, <laughs> two hands up and the body shocker. It's like, oh! Or if you never see each other a long time, it's like, bruh! And you're doing the shocker as you come in. So you're coming in and you, it's a, and you know, that's, you know, they're from Hawaii. It's easy. But you know, you really, like, you really, really, like, 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 like blood brought us when you throw in the whistle. <laughs> I don't know who made that up. Like, what is the, like, like sound effects, background music? Or you drive, it's like a hand out the window. We know that we identify with each other just by a simple thing like that. Now, think about our identity with Jesus Christ. What sets us apart from the rest of the world? What identifies us? In Christ, 
Because the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.22, it's not in your notes, but it tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But Jesus did say that by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And the world tries to redefine what love is and God says, I am love. So everything that has to do with love has to line up with the word of God in its entirety. It's not taking out one scripture and saying this is love because that's what the Bible says. No, it has to be the whole word of God. Lest we take it out of context. That's when we get into trouble. We get into trouble with each other when we take things out of context. No, you said this the other day. No, but what I meant was, no, that's not what you said. It's not what you said. But if we can take anything out of context and mean whatever we want it to. So when it comes to the love of God, it has to be the Bible in its entirety. Lest we make love whatever we want it to be. As 1 Corinthians 2.16 tells us, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. What that means is we can grow in our identity with Jesus when we understand we have the mind of Christ. That's the mutual mind. That's, we begin to think like him. We, get to, we, we, we connect with him because we have the mind of Christ. That's, that's being with him. That's, that's walking with him. That's talking with him. That's getting to know him to the point of being with him. Not just informational, but relational. In Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 16 and, and 30 to 32, this is after Jesus died on the cross and then rose from the grave. And some disciples were, it's called on the road to Emmaus. So they're walking on the road. And that very day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. There's that word again. He went with them. So he was accompanying them. There was a purposeful with. It wasn't just he was walking side by side. He was with them. It was intentional. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So they go to the place where the other disciples are, and they're, they're going to eat dinner when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. It's like the moment they recognized him, he vanished from their sight. I wonder if Jesus vanished from their sight because when they recognized him, everything else came back. Like... That's, that, that, that's Jesus. Everything he said was true. Everything he said was going to come to pass. He said he was going to rise from the grave. Everything he said about us is, is going to come to pass. We're going to carry on the good news. We're, we, we have eternal life. Oh, we got this. Because Jesus is real. He was with us. He was walking with us. And this is what they said. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road, while he opened the scriptures to us? Like they felt something. And so much so that most of the disciples were martyred because of their faith. They were martyred because of what they believed in. They, they knew that what Jesus said and what he was about to do and what he did 
was 100% accurate. And he said, I will come back. I'm going to come back for you. And he says the same thing to us today. And many of us are like, why can't Jesus just come back already? But he's waiting for us to tell more people about him. Because his heart and his desire is that none shall perish, but everyone come to repentance. So if you're a believer, you believe in Jesus, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. Let's not squander our time. So what are some qualities that say we are with God? I mean, you might even think of some things like, well, how do I know I'm with God? Like obedience is one. Obedience can be a key factor. We, 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 we listen to the things of God when God says for us to do something. Even when we don't feel like it, we do it. Why? Because God said so and we trust in him. There's relational value when we listen to God. Sometimes it could be repentance that it shows that I'm learning, I'm with God. And repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance isn't just saying, forgive me. Repentance is, I know what I did. I'm acknowledging it, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to turn. That's what repentance is. It's a change of the mind. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going I'm to repent from that. I'm going to change my thinking, my thoughts, think differently, and head in another direction than that into the direction of God. So that's, a, that's an indication that, okay, I am with God. I'm learning about God. Or God gives us the person of the Holy Spirit. So now I have this inner strength because of the Holy Spirit. And when we go through the most difficult times, people will see that God is with us. And that we are with God. And sometimes people are like, I don't even know how you're able to persevere through this season. Like, so many things are going wrong. Yet you have this strength. You're like, it's God. And that's what we say. We're like, it, it has to be God because I, I can't do this on my own. It must be God. So there's an inner strength. There's a movie that came out, I believe it was like, I don't know, 1977 or 79, Superman. Uh, I was going to say Keanu Reeves. What was his name? Christopher Reeve, right? Christopher, Christopher Reeve. So there was like the, the old Superman. But there was a scene where Lois Lane falls down or falls out of the building or the helicopter and Superman is flying. He catches her. And she's panicking, and she's freaking out, and he goes, oh, it's okay, I got you. And then she says, you got me, well, who's got you? And it was supposed to be like one of those, one of those lines in the movie that is memorable, and it means something, and, and God has us. He's got us. We don't have to ask God who has you, because he is God. And he has us. He wants to be with us. That's Emmanuel, God with us and us with God. And we want to be with God so that people can find him through our relationship with them so that they can find hope. When they see us struggle and when they see us persevere with God, it actually inspires people. That preaches louder than any scripture that we might throw at people it's watching us persevere with god so so what can we do to be with god what can we do because there are certain things that we can do to be with god and and the 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 i would say the simplest form is prayer which is probably the most effective form prayer it is power in prayer and God made it that way. 
He even knows our thoughts. That's the mutual mind with God. He created us. Like, there's no, there's no, you know how when Wi-Fi goes out, like when electricity goes out, we're like, oh, what are we going to do? I cannot work. Like, there's a disconnection with the world when we have no connection. But when it comes to God, it's, at any given time, we can connect with him. There's no monthly bill. There's no charges for it. We can connect with God at any time. We can pray with God. Not just pray to God, but we pray with him, which means there's a, there's a conversation that can take place. Sometimes you'll talk to God driving in the car. You might, be, you might be sitting down eating a meal. You can talk to God at any given time. You can talk to him. And he hears us. And it's a little uncomfortable in the beginning. It's a little uncomfortable. And sometimes you trail off and you forget you're even talking to God because you can't visibly see him. But it's okay. Keep talking with God. Keep praying. Keep talking with him. After a while, you're going to always feel with God. That he's always there. That, you, that even in our sin, you can still talk to God. Remember, he died for our sins. He died for our sins. He died on our behalf because we couldn't be made righteous by ourselves. It is, it is in him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I'm not saying to sin. What I'm saying is, even in our worst state, God, God is still with us. He can hear us. Even spending time together or, 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 or surrendering to God, when we surrender to him, or being intentional with God or genuine with God, that we don't have to fake anything with God. We don't have to perform with God. We can, we can be genuine and authentic with him. We can tell him all of the things that we are frustrated with, the, the habits that we, we have a hard time with. That we, we can't even hide from God, so he already sees us. He already sees what we're doing. You can talk to him. Some of us do, even when we know the things that we're doing is like, shucks, I don't know if... Talk to him and say, God, I, you know me. You know me. And, and I just want to be with you and you with me. And it's his spirit that will help us through the most difficult times. But it's not just talking with God, it's also listening with God. And here's the greatest thing about God. We can talk with God at every single stage of our life and we can listen to God at every single stage and he will never condemn us. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is now no condemnation. So if you hear a voice that condemns you, that's not the Lord. But if you hear a voice that is encouraging, building you up, loving you, has compassion over you, has empathy towards you, it's an indication that you're getting to be with God and understanding him because he understands you. I want us to pray together as we bow our heads for a moment, even for those of you who are online. And just take this time to be with God because he knows us very well. And although I'll be praying, you just, you include your heart and you talk with God. He designed you in such a way that you can connect with him. So Lord God, thank you for creating us in a way that connects with you. Thank you for showing us who you are, but more than that, that we can be with you. Being with you 
makes all the difference in the world. And it's not just getting stuff from you. It's being with you. Yeah, there are the promises, there are the blessings. And that comes with being with you. So I pray over all of us that as we grow in our identity with you and as we choose to be with you that we will become more and more like you to have the mind of Christ. So develop that within us, Lord. Continue to build us up. Continue to encourage us. As we encourage one another, we just want to be with you. And we thank you for giving us that privilege of being with you and you with us. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. And we all said together, amen. amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you guys soon.